Welcome to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I am Madeline. And I am Ruby. If you're a startup or scale-up looking for actionable and profitable advice, then this is a podcast for you. We will give you a taste of our proven insights and strategies that we've applied to hundreds of businesses to help them grow, scale, and succeed. So grab your margaritas and your pen and paper because we're here to show you that with the right strategy, your idea, and our marketing guidance, you can take your brand from startup to standout. Welcome back to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I am Madeline and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Maddie. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Getting ready for the end of the year. Yes. Christmas. The rush. <laughs> it's 19th of December as we're recording this right now. And it's going to be our last episode for 2022. We're going to have a little break and come back fresh in 2023. I know. I'm kind of sad, but a well-needed break for the two of us. Yes. Well, firstly, we'll say a massive thank you for everyone who has taken the time to listen to us and support us and sending us little DMs and sharing our podcast. We've absolutely loved it. And yeah, a massive thank you. I know. And I'll just um, follow on from that. Just a massive thanks to everyone who has supported us. We love seeing Mm. your shares and your tags. And we were just doing a bit of a review on the podcast and looking back at our stats and our journey and I just can't believe how amazing you guys have been and it's just really really helped grow the podcast so we're so thankful so we thought we would end the year with a podcast episode on what we think are going to be the trends and predictions of 2023 Mm. and I do feel like that's because that's what people ask us they want to know what marketing trends what marketing things they should be doing to grow their business yeah. And these are personal. Now, <laughs> you know, no, we know that these are going to be trends, but again, these are some top ones that Ruby and I in the fields that we're both in really, really are nutting down for it with our clients. And we do think that you should really take on board what we say and try and implement some of them into your business. Mm. All of them are very easy to implement. So yeah. I'm excited to share. So Ruby's going to kick it off with number one. And by the way, we don't know what each other has really come here with. We've, we've said four. I, know. Each. <laughs> I hope um, we're double up. <laughs> So I feel like, let's see how this goes. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So my first one is, I feel like social SEO is going to be even bigger this year. I know that we've started to, we've even recorded a few podcast episodes on it, but if you're not optimizing your SEO across all of your social media platforms, now is the time to do so. And I mean, your bio, your captions, everything, your video titles, everything needs to be optimized because people are using social media more than ever as a search engine. We know that, I mean, I use TikTok Mm. over Google now, and we've known that people have used YouTube as a search engine for many years. Instagram have just upped their SEO functionality and their searching functionality as well. So social SEO is going to be huge next year so really think about even if you need to do a little bit of training to figure out what keywords people are searching on Mm. go back to basics figure out who your target market are what they're searching on um there's lots of different websites that you can use to really think about these different topics but use keywords use seo as you're creating content love that and yeah i don't have much more to add before but (laughs) i I totally agree with that if you're not already implementing seo do it into your social media now across Mm. all channels Mm. and i don't think people have to get too caught up with that they can pick some keywords and strategies and just implement that across all of them is that what you're telling your clients yes and i completely agree with that i think people do overcomplicate seo and they're like oh my gosh i just don't know what keywords to use simplify it like yeah think about your ideal audience yeah what are the words they're searching on like yeah. it's not any more complicated than yeah, that yeah absolutely absolutely so my number one is and our number two is 
if you follow me, you know I'm all about user-generated content, but mm. I see UGC becoming even bigger in 2023 and moving away from just being on social media platforms. We're starting to implement this trend, and some people already are, onto websites. So mm, putting that. UGC carousels on there where people can shop the fit on the creator that they've seen. Mm. And it's, yeah, like the website's kind of moving towards more of a social media look now. Yeah. Um, so you really need to be diving into UGC across your social media. We're using it in email marketing, paid advertising, and on your website. People want to see themselves in your product so everywhere. True. I was just, I mean, I've done a lot of shopping with Black Friday sales, yep. with Christmas events coming up, all online. Mm. And honestly, I'm just thinking back to having a look at the different um, outfits. And a lot of people do struggle to buy, especially clothing online. Mm. But the ones that I chose, I actually loved seeing creators and people, how they've actually styled them. And then even taking it that next step and actually choosing things that they've paired it with. So it's really taking it away from those really polished product photography Mm. and bringing in how people can see themselves in the product or how the product can be seen in their home or in their handbag. Yeah. I love that. I think that that's a great one. I've noticed a few websites having, so they'll have like the product page with the product. And then if you go further down, it would be like shop the look, how girls Mm. styled it on Instagram will show you all the different girls. And I was saying to um, the employees upstairs that I bought this top and when I looked at it online I'm like is this khaki is it green what is it but then when I went through all the looks that the girls are taking mm. photos on on the Instagram you could get a real idea of the color and what it looked like yeah and that just proves like I'm an everyday consumer that's what I'm looking for I want to see it on other people to see the tone on your skin and not just a model like I yeah. know that you know not all models are a certain sh- shape and size nowadays but you still want to see it on different people because we yeah. all know what size we are and what body type we are but if we can scroll through different images, we can actually see how it looks like on someone that's more our shape and size. Mm, and mm. same when it comes to makeup, like having a look at different skin tones or, you know, if you've got quite fair skin and the product is more for tanned people or vice versa. Actually, I was buying a tanning oil and I don't have naturally olive skin. I'm probably like fair to medium. Yeah. And I was like, will this tanning oil work on me? So I was searching all of that and looking yep. for the reviews. So it's almost like an update or a... Mm. A juice of, of reviews and yeah, how they can definitely um, be used yeah. across. Yeah, and I'll give sites. like one more little advice on that. If you're like really going to have a massive push on your TikTok account or your Instagram for say like a product drop or a launch of a particular range, have a category page that is like as seen on TikTok or as seen mm. on Instagram. There's nothing worse than someone like looking on your Instagram and then they come back and Google you a day or two later because that happens. You're naive if you just think they shop straight yeah. away. Um, and then they can't find those pieces. So really having that so as seen on TikTok, as seen on Instagram. If you're doing like a massive drop of like a particular thing on your social media platform. Yeah, I love that. Alrighty, moving on to number three. Um, I couldn't not bring video yes. content into the of mix. Course. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about the uh, top trends that I feel video con- is content is going to go down. And money you can pipe in if you yeah. feel like it. So video content, if you're not doing video content, where are you? Where are you? What are you? <laughs> Who are you? Do you even have a business? No. Um, obviously, with TikTok coming so big, um, Instagram prioritizing reels, yeah. even YouTube shorts becoming quite big as yeah. well, video content is where it's at. Now, I feel like video mm. content is really going to go more towards original content yeah. opposed to just following trends and I agree. following you know those trending audios or trending mm. videos. So... We've Please. noticed storytelling on TikTok being huge now. You know, that 100%. face to camera, telling a story. People are yeah. loving watching that. It's like 
kind of now the equivalent of watching TV, but you're watching yeah. like TikTok. And you're following people that you have a genuine interest in and you yeah. want to know the behind the scenes. You want to know their stories. We connect with stories. We have ever since we were children. Like that's why storytelling sells. Mm. So bring that storytelling into your marketing. Yeah. You're not going to get it through a written post. I mean, you can, but it's not as powerful as a yeah. video. Yeah. So bring storytelling into your videos. I also think that video content, and I've got a reason for this, but I feel like you need to get good at short videos. Yeah. Now, I know that Instagram have, over time, increased their real yeah. um, time. However, going back to social SEO, my mm. first point, I feel like if people are searching on things, they want a quick answer. Yeah. So if you're doing a lot of tutorials, a lot of educational reels mm. or TikToks, get them short, get good at getting to the yeah. point really quickly so that you can share your message. You can share the tutorial, the tip, the education advice, whatever it might be in a short snapshot. Yep. I, I agree. don't know. You do, do you agree? Okay. I do agree. <laughs> I do. I know we kind of like discuss this all the time. I do uh, definitely agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. And I think there will be a place still for that long form video content. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll have both being quite a thing or short. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if it went either way next year. Yeah. I just feel for marketing purposes, mm. short content is going to really help you. Yes. Whereas longer form content might be more of that like awareness, top of funnel, yes. education. Yes. That side of things. Agreed. But the marketing, if you're wanting people to find you, if you're wanting your reach to go up higher, if you're really focusing on that side of things, yep. get good at short content. Yep. Not I'm on you for that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, all right. <laughs> Tick. All right, my next one, which kind of contradicts my second one, but I have seen a massive kind of reemergence in studio videography and using that in ads. So I know, and then I was going on ages ago about using UGC on that, or like on ads and yeah. using that on TikTok and using that on that. But I still feel there is a place and there will be a more of a place and an increase in studio videography, that polished kind of video, founder videos, talking screen to camera, yeah. showing a how-to behind the scenes, working very well in ad ads, paid advertising. Mm. But I think TikTok will become more polished. And whether that happens in 2023 or 2024, mm. I think there's a reemergence of studio videography. Do you know what? I agree with that because I feel like we have, we've shifted even on Instagram to a more raw, authentic kind of feed and yeah. something has to change. Something has to shift to kind of change people's perspective and stop their scroll. Yes. So I do feel, I agree with you. And yeah. I've even noticed whenever I post reels that are more polished with the information on the top of them, this is over on Instagram, they have been getting such a high reach. Yeah. And that's more of a polished style opposed to me talking face to camera. Yeah. They, the face to camera tutorial style ones have still been getting a lot of shares and saves. Yeah. But the reach is really being prioritized by more polished videos. So I do agree with that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, in the paid world, I think because everyone went so UGC, make your ads look so native, mm. then we became desensitized almost yeah. by seeing those like because we're yeah. so used to seeing them that we almost need on face i'm saying this is more on facebook and instagram tiktok ads i think definitely yeah, still raw just, yeah. but i'm seeing the re-emergence of that studio videography style working well mm. again on facebook and instagram ads do you know it just comes down to testing and testing yeah. in your market and being open to change and yeah. switching things up so yeah. yes ugc is going to be a huge trend continuing continuing on in 2023 but 
yeah. still invest in your polished well you can video bring them well. together and that's what we do for a few clients we're in a studio so it's that high-end polished videographer videography shoot mm-hmm. where we're using normal ugc people it's like the balance yeah. you know you I can have that. that you know yeah awesome Alrighty, moving on to number five <laughs> um social media as customer service now again this is one that has been around for a little while but I feel like if you're not prioritizing your customer service and client communication on mm. social media, you really need to do so. And the reason for this is people, we're always going to have emails, but people aren't turning to emails straight away. If we've got a problem, mm. where do you go first of all? You're on yeah. social media. You want to get an answer really quick, quickly. Now, this um, applies to product and service base. Yeah. If you're in the product base or e-com uh, industry, people are wanting that quick response on social media, they feel like someone's going to be there all the time. You can set up a team to manage your inbox full time yep. or set up your safe replies. Like yeah. use the tools that social media have so that you have a high customer service in that product space. Now for my service-based lovely business owners that follow on this um, podcast as well, if you're a coach or a service provider consultant, I think that we need to be more available. Now, yeah. I don't want to say because I, I still really agree with setting boundaries and yeah. you don't have to reply 24-7, but set up your saved replies. Yes. Set up your um, automatic replies in Instagram and whatnot to mm. make it really clear when you'll get back to people or where to go. Yeah. But I think we need to understand how our audience like to communicate with us and mm. it's on social media. Yeah, I mean, that's probably where I talk to 95% of my Oh, I'm trying to think like, how do I normally get clients? It's Instagram. Do you know, I think that if I closed my email down, I would be okay. Yeah. I know that that's crazy. But that's bad because we should be prioritizing our Instagrams. (laughs) I was going to say, not my email list, but my like email that I communicate with clients. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm still, I'm still a massive advocate for email marketing. I'd still keep that open. But if I had to, something happened to my personal email address, I think I would be fine. You'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Having a few maybe. clients that still email. But then that corporate world. Yeah. That yeah. old school, you know, B2B world. Yeah. <laughs> so old school B2B. I love B2B. Um, all right. So my next one. Ooh, it's going to like cause some waves. Um, influencers not being so influential. <gasps> I started as an influencer. <laughs> Sorry. And like, I feel like this has kind of already been happening this year, but I see, and I've spoken to a few brands and even influencers now that are shifting to more being that digital creator. Yeah. yeah. So they're not even calling themselves influencers really anymore because I think people have become desensitized yeah. by influencers just promoting every product, every kind of yeah anything and everything that it yeah. kind of killed it for the rest of them and i actually love this for influencers like mm. i love the shift that's happening because it's yes. uh, making their role even greater like yes. they're becoming a business they're becoming so needed in the marketing space yeah. so why not change the their role in the marketing space like yeah i'll, I'll let you go on but yeah, yeah i think there's still definitely some influencers out there like i think if you got a like a nadia bartel or yeah i'm sure if you know rosalia russian put something on or someone like that totally they would sell out the product I'm not saying there's not a place for them but the middle tier ones like you know probably had 50,000, maybe 100, and you used to pay them $1,000 a post, I don't think they're really converting for you anymore. They need to have other skills. Yes. 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 (laughs) I I feel like the shift, yeah. I think the brands just now need to realize that they're not used 
for pure conversions like yeah. they used to. Like they're creating you great content. They're creating you yes. brand awareness. So your mindset just has to be shifted. So maybe you won't go pay for those mm-hmm. bigger ones. You know, we're knowing that micro and those nanos and those brand reps are working really well for brands now these days. I don't really have to yeah. pay those big influencers to yeah. do work anymore. I do feel like if you're an influencer listening to this podcast at that kind of fifty to 100,000 following range yeah. and you've sort of seen a bit of a dip in perhaps your collaborations and mm. um, your your work coming in, I think it's time to really have a look at what you're offering and have yeah. a look at changing to becoming more of that content creator, yeah. changing your packages to include that, yes. thinking about if you haven't already really niching down onto mm. what you're promoting. I think there's a massive shift on influencers that kind of promote everything and that's where people are seeing through yeah. what they're um, promoting or what they're selling. Um, the nano and micro influencers, I, I feel if you're a business owner, delving into those mm. and thinking about who in your community is or has a following that shares a like-minded um, audience. Yeah. I think collaborations is where this can kind of come yeah. into play as well. So if you're a marketer or if, sorry, not a marketer, but if you're a business owner, think about a, another business owner that shares a similar audience and yeah, how can you definitely. tap into that Partnerships, as well. maybe yeah. you would Partnerships. say. Like us. Yeah. yeah. Similar. And I think fostering long-term relationships with a brand rep or an influencer yeah. or a micro nano, whatever the hell they are. It's not just like a once-off thing. I think mm. people like to see the same girl maybe yeah. using the product multiple times or following her journey or her story using your product, like not just using them once. Like, totally. it's here's Sarah story. using our product. Why do I care? Like, yeah. I want to see how did Sarah use it in everyday life. Exactly. Like, show me her story and it's journey. It's almost like smart influencer marketing. Mm. So bringing on people that you know have longevity with your product. Yeah. How can they then position your product in their following's everyday life? Yeah. Getting them on board. Maybe it's changing your monthly agreement to them posting once every three months so that it is more authentic. It yeah. is more kind of natural. Yeah. And it's more around storytelling. Like it's, I love, you know, the day in the life vlogs that you subtly throw in me pulling on a pair of tights and that's what I'm promoting. Like it's not in your face anymore. Yeah. It's seeded into the content creation, which is yeah. where we're kind of going. With yeah. This I love well. that. Yeah. All right. Love that one. A little bit, um, what's the word? Controversial. controversial. I was going to say political, but a little bit controversial. So <laughs> It is political um, in the marketing mode. Definitely. All right. My last one. Drum roll. I think this is probably my favorite one, actually, because it's something I've been really focusing on this year and definitely diving into next year, but that is communities. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say communities, like I could, we could create a whole episode of yes. this, but I'm talking about communities year. on social media. Yeah. So if we have a look at, I'm going to, rewind all the way back to COVID, right? Mm. Where we were all of a sudden needing to work from home and we're feeling really isolated. Communities became huge then because we felt like we wanted to be a part of something online because we couldn't have a face-to-face. And this has just continued ever since. Um, Communities can expand to social media. Think about Facebook groups, Mm. right? So Facebook, they're 100% back. And Facebook groups, you feel like you're a part of something. It's a safe space mm. because you obviously need to ask to be joined. You're around people that have similar interests, yeah. share similar goals. It's, yeah, it's that safe mm. kind of environment. Think about, you know, I'm thinking about um, the She's in the Money podcast, mm. right? Their Facebook group, if you're not a part of it, it's 
amazing how much the community backs you up in terms of, you know, you've got a finance question, you've got a budgeting question, you're unsure about which home loan to go with. People are asking the community questions. It's not even Victoria, what's her name, Victoria, someone or other, um, who runs the podcast. It's not her answering the questions. The community has each other's backs. When you know you have a great group. Absolutely. And um, we were talking about this with your girls before, but the Shameless podcast. Yes. They don't necessarily do so much I don't believe in the Facebook group anymore but after every episode they have like a little pop quiz on their stories on Instagram and if you haven't listened to the episode you're not going to know the answers so it's kind of bringing their community onto a social media platform to continue that between weeks yes I also see it um with like the Rise and Conquer podcast with Georgie Stevenson she has just brought out a product and the product is literally a drink bottle, which I think is a great idea because everyone now wants the drink bottle and is snapping photos. So again, mm. the photos are all coming onto the social media. That's kind of UTC, but it's bringing the community yeah. onto the social media. And she always jokes um, to kind of make mention if you see someone walking down the street with the, the bottle, but that's kind of tying communities yeah, in. Yeah, love that. So how can you bring the community aspect to your social media? Yeah. And we were also discussing um, my girls love the Stacks yes. sportswear range yeah. and their community that they've got in their Facebook mm-hmm. group, like Brooke, my unicorn. Um, <laughs> she always says like, you know, people are like sharing their receipts in there of what they purchase. And then like the That's owners crazy. are like really in there, like full on pumping them up. And it's like such a good community. Yeah. And that's e-com. Like it doesn't have to be service-based. You no, can have a sick community around your products. Um Another trend I want to add here, and I think this has more happened in America than you kind of mentioned this, that people are taking them off to different platforms. Yeah, like Kajabi in January are launching their community base in, in your course build. Yes. So instead of having your Facebook group with your yeah. community, you're keeping everything in the one spot. Well, it's like school. It's SK, like school, yeah. And yeah. I'm part of another mastermind that has the school. The school. Yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. Um, but um, e-commerce brands is um, big ones like I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Majuri, M-E-J-U-R-I, Jury. Okay. They're a big one in America and there's a few. They're using an app called Geneva and the Geneva is kind of like Slack. Yeah. So yeah. instead of bringing people into a Facebook group, mm. they bring them onto this like Slack somewhat group and it's yeah. like, you know, they're having talks in there and then mm. you can upload attachments. It is similar to a Facebook group, but like we were saying, bringing them onto your own third party yeah. platform where you probably have a bit more ownership. Yeah, totally. Almost, would yeah. you say? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and then I'm going to, pull it back into the service-based industry again. Yeah. But coaches who are bringing out masterminds or group coaching programs or even free challenges, keeping that all inside Instagram. So mm. I've seen one recently where it was like a three-day challenge where yeah. um, it was actually a journal prompt challenge. So every day putting out different journal prompts. So free challenge for people to join. And it was just running an Instagram DM. And huh. people are fostering relationships within that Instagram DM yeah. because people are like, oh my gosh, yes, I love that. Um, agreeing with different people and, and yeah. that way you're building community which is then so easy to sell yeah, <laughs> because true. you're building community and also to retain clients yeah. like it's just such a good marketing tactic to build that no love and trust factor mm. within your brand and people love community they don't want to leave I, I think that's love a huge to know thing. what the conversion rate was from that if you can find out I'll find out for you <laughs> no it'd just be interesting to know whether that's a tactic you want to use if you can close Oh, 20%, 30%. I've run free like five-day challenges in Facebook groups which have insane closing rates. Like, yeah. uh, there was sometimes we'd be closing like 30 to 40%. Yes, and it would be on a webinar in the end, yeah. but the webinar is what closed it because people were staying engaged throughout that community mm. in a safe space. 
like-minded people, mm. people that are really um, kind of going along with the hype. So yeah. I suppose <laughs> to tie mm. this one up, yes. communities are going to be ever evolving yeah. and I'd like you to think about how you can bring it into your business, no matter what size it is, no matter if it's product yeah. or e-com, how can you create a community on social media? Because what it's going to do is it's going to retain your customers, especially if we do hit a recession or people are thinking mm. about where they're going to be spending the money. If they're connected to a brand in a community aspect, yeah. they're less likely to leave. Yeah. I love that. It's gym. Oh, I was going to say, it's kind of moving on from gyms. Like if I go to a gym and I feel like a part of the community, I don't want to leave because like all my friends are there and yeah. I don't want to leave my friends. It, same goes, yes. yeah, Same goes to actually having that connection to a brand. I don't want to stop buying that makeup because I love being yeah. a part of that brand. I, I love always having... I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Oh, no. What brand do you feel the most connected to? Oh, like do you have one that you're like, this is a vibe? I'm trying to think of mine whilst I speak to you. Oh my God, my, all in like terms of, do you know, and I mentioned this before, but I, okay, I'm going to, I've got two. All right. Tell me. And funnily enough, they both stem from a podcast, Okay. which I also feel like I'm not, it's not a trend, but think about how a podcast could potentially help your brand. Yes. Um, yes. But both have created incredible communities off the, the back end of a podcast. Yeah. So I mentioned it before the She's on the Money podcast. Mm. They have built and fostered an incredible Facebook community. Yep. And even delving into having live events. And I know we've spoken about this before, but mm. live events are going to become huge again in 2024. Yeah. If I have 2023, geez, I'm jumping two years ahead now. <laughs> um, I'm thinking wedding planning and I was like thinking mm-hmm. about 2024. <laughs> well, that will be a great time for a wedding. <laughs> anyway, 2023. Um, people are wanting live events again because we're yeah. craving that human connection. But She's on the Money, what they've done is after the release of the book, they've had their book tour and their communities mm. are just there again. We went to the Business Chicks. Yes, yeah, she had event, a great but community. She, ha- she has a great community. Yeah. You follow her around. And anyway, She's on the Money would be my number one. The second one is this podcast that I've only just started listening to called Two Broke Chicks. Yes. And again, they have a Facebook group that they just drop spe- their um, shopping journalists. So they drop all of their instant kind of um, shopping deals or sales straight in I there. I should not be part of that group. Don't, yeah, if you want to save money, maybe don't be. <laughs> but they also teach you how to save money. I know I'm one of those people that are like, if you buy something on sale, then it's like saving money. And that's kind of, also kind of what they're going But anyway, um, their Facebook community is yeah. insane as well. And I feel a part of it, even though I've only listening to their podcast for like a month yeah i already feel like i'm in yeah how do they do it communities Communities. what's yours then (laughs) i don't know now i'm thinking about it i'm trying to think i'm like i don't follow the stacks but brooke does and i feel like everything she shows me is pretty good yeah even um i love gymshark and i do love gymshark yeah i feel like when they do i feel like when they do like launches um all the influencers or all their community like do youtube clips yeah. of you know them oh, trying it on is... and i feel like anytime they do a drop i watch like all the youtube clips yeah. after and it's a different kind of community i'm not in a facebook group or anything yeah. but i have to see how it looks on like the five girls that i love in their community do you know what i love like this point communities really does link back to so many of the other trends that we've pulled yeah, together it does sorry so the last one <laughs> we'll lead you on to the last one <laughs> So this one is, I think, and it's, again, it's already happened, but there's going to be an even more of a need for it. And that is representation and inclusivity. So Mm -hmm. really niching down your brand. So you're not talking to the masses and you're talking to your specific customer, but showing that in a diverse way. So 
you know, you might do like one sort of ad and it's, you know, got someone of color in there or mm -hmm. you have an active wear range and then you use someone who is a plus size model. Yeah. Um, and you're not just talking to see like one person and you're not really talking to the masses, but you're having your different niches yeah. brought out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, no, I think you're absolutely spot on with this. I think that um, with all of your marketing, you need to be diverse and inclusive of yes everyone so that everyone can see what they're like in your product. Yeah. And then I think your messaging, yeah, tailors to that niche or that tailors to that specific person that you're talking about yeah, as well. Totally. Because I feel like someone who is a plus size model may feel a certain way in comparison to when you speak to someone who is, well, you even, know. Um, so just your messaging needs to be really tailored to include, you know, like yeah. include everyone. I remember we were talking about this with one of our um, makeup skincare, well, more makeup clients, and just having a normal model with perfect skin does not work because yes. it's like, well, what about if I've got really bad acne? What if I've got, I don't know, bags under my eyes? Like, which the normal person does. Like, who has yeah. perfect, flawless skin? Yeah. So how can you include a diverse range of skin conditions to show that your product actually works on a diverse range of skin? And how can you speak to their pain points? Totally. So, like, that same beauty client, he was like, well, we've got an older demographic, but mm -hmm. we can't use the same language. You know, we're including them in our mm. marketing, but you can't say the same thing you're saying to a yeah. younger person. So it's almost like just being really um, Defining smart. your avatars and making sure all your avatars are represented in everything you do. Yes. Love that. that to summarize. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the end of today's episode, which were those, was it just six or eight trends? We did eight, eight trends. Yeah. Eight. eight trends for 2023 for your marketing. We'd love to know, which one do you feel like you're going to follow? Yes. Let us know on our Instagram. We'd love yep. to hear from you. Yeah. And we'd love to see that journey unfold. Yeah, absolutely. honestly, if you follow any one of these eight trends, I reckon you're going to be nailing it. You're going to be nailing it. And just maybe tick them off one by one. All right, this one's easiest first. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Set yourself some goals for 2023. I'm excited for you. And we are here to back you every step, step of the way. <laughs> So that's it for 2022. We'll see you next year. Well, you'll hear us next year, not see you. Um, we've got some really great, exciting things in store and we can't wait to continue providing you with information straight to your ears and hopefully some more things to come. Ooh, keep your eyes peeled or ears peeled. What keep your ears open. Keep your, your ears. eyes peeled. <laughs> you'll, you'll see you next year. 